Welcome to the Boss Bitch and a Baby podcast, where I talk all things life, baby making as a single woman, business, and more with my no bullshit, no sugar coating take on all of it. I say fuck a lot and live to empower you to give the finger to societal norms. I'm your host, Katie Seller, and if you love cursing, coffee, and being bold, not basic, you're in the right place. Now, are you ready, babe? Let's fucking do this. Good morning. We are back. Um, look at I did it. A week apart. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> so the crazy thing is like before I even published that first episode and I before I even like mentioned again to people that I had this, um, I got like a ton of views like two days before. It was weird. I still don't know where they came from. Um, but that was pretty fucking cool. Um, and then thank you to everybody who listened to the last one. I am still figuring out like the gist of everything because I want to interview people. Um, but I don't want that to be like the whole show. Uh, so it would be like an occasional interview, but with fellow, um, single moms by choice, fellow business owners, uh, women who do all the things, um, stay at home moms, like just different, different people, different experiences, things like that. Um, and so kind of sort of working on trying to get that ironed out, uh, and figure out how, when, all the fucking details. Uh, so that is coming. Um, I also wa- I found this cool thing on Anchor, uh, which is who I'm using now to host the podcast. And uh, it's a way that you guys can actually submit voice messages so you can submit questions. Um, I will always put I'll put question boxes occasionally on uh, Instagram, but this is a way that you could send in a quick voice note and ask me a question about anything. And if you do at the end, if you want to say like, please don't share the voice message, then I won't, I will just listen to it and answer your question. Uh, if you want me to share it, like by all means, let me know your name, kind of where you're from, all those things, um, how you found me, whatever. And then whatever question you have, business, life, babies, etc. It could be anything. So um, I'm going to link that in the show notes so you could find that. Um, when you look at the info for the episode, it will be in there. Also, if I take a break, it's because I am drinking coffee. I up-leveled my coffee uh, and I bought a like fancy frother. And it makes it perfect. Uh, it's, um, who makes it? Ninja. No. Uh, Instapot. I don't know. It's one of those fucking companies. Um, and it does a cold foam, but then it does two different settings of a hot foam. And it is so good. The cold one is my favorite. It literally is like perfection of cold foam. Um, and I fucking love it. It's, I'm, Pretty sure I linked it on my Amazon store, which is linked in my Amazon or in my uh, IG bio. If you don't know, I share all my favorites there. Um, everything from uh, life shit, office shit, business shit, baby shit, <laughs> clothes. Oh, I don't know if you can hear that. He's playing with a fucking his guitar toy right now. Um, but I have all of my favorites on there so you could shop 
uh, everything, even like his outfits, his toys, whatever. Um, I do earn a minuscule percentage. Um, I earn like less than 10% on most things. And most of them are actually like two to 3%, which like on a $12 item is like nothing. So yeah. So don't think I'm getting rich if you buy my Amazon. Uh, but any pennies help you all right. He did his little fake cough. Um, <laughs> but yes. So coffee for today. Uh, I, a, I do really want those voice notes and I would love actually real quick. If you could leave me a voice note, if you have an opinion on, uh, Instagram and their new charging for verification thing, I would love to feature your questions or your feelings about it, especially if I can throw in some little voice notes. I think that is so fun. Um, so let me know how you feel about that. They're charging for verification, which includes basically charging for views and um, supposedly a customer service person and uh, allegedly security if your account gets hacked or something like that. So use the voice memo thingy in the show notes and give me your opinions on that or send it in my DMs. I would love to share. Now today, uh, we're going to hop back into that pregnancy. It's not super like, I feel like it's not. Okay. So we've all watched shows. Uh, obviously we've all seen pregnant people on TV. <laughs> I guarantee we've all seen a pregnant person on TV. And the thought is always like, it's this traumatic event. Like the whole thing, you're either puking your brains out, which some people do. Lauren, I see you and I'm so sorry. Um, the entire pregnancy or, you know, pregnancy can be super rough. And I just, I, and even like, you know, the birth, I had this idea that it was like traumatic start to finish. Um, even when we did like my IUI, the, uh, that was in what, January of, oh God, what year was that? January of 2021. Yeah. And it didn't work. But when we went in, she was like, I just have to warn you, this is anticlimactic. And I'm so glad she said that because I don't know. I don't know what I expected to feel like. Obviously, it's not it's not sex. So it's not like there's any excitement to go with it. You're literally laying there. She puts in a catheter. She, you know, puts the sperm up in your cervix. Nope. In your uterus. And that's it. And you just lay there and you lay there for 10 minutes and it was very anticlimactic uh the sorry quick pause um he threw his bottle over the playpen and then whined about it um <laughs> so I went and got it um coffee all right um even the the uh sperm or the he lost my track of thought the um embryo transfer is even decently anticlimactic. Like, there's a lot more going on, I feel like, versus, like, the other one, it's just you. You're in a regular room. That's it. This one, of course, is a little bit more involved. Um, and I did have to get a... I went in, like, a few days before the embryo transfer. Um, did I cover, like, the egg retrieval? I don't remember if I did. Let's go over that quick. Um, we did the egg retrieval. Super quick. Heavy nap. It was great. Uh, super easy recovery. The next day I was like out at breakfast. Um, we got eight eggs. And in the end, um, four matured and fertilized. And then 
uh, three of them progressed. One ended up having trisomy 22, which means an extra 22nd chromosome. So that one is not viable. Um, and then the girl embryo uh, had to be thawed and retested. And then the boy embryo uh, was tested and fine. They both turned out perfect. Um, both graded 5AA, which is like really good. Um, but because of the girl embryo being thawed and then retested and refrozen, um, it's just, that's very traumatic on a tiny ass embryo. Like these things are microscopic and like the thawing process, a lot of embryos don't even make it through the thawing process. So the fact that she was thawed and then refrozen and all of that, like it was just a lot of trauma and I didn't think it was the best idea right now to say right now but that was what a year and a half ago uh i think that was the best idea at that time to try her first um i figured she needed to get put on ice and chill literally um <laughs> and that was the best option so i decided to move forward with the boy embryo who is now a one-year-old almost throwing his bottles out of the playpen and whining about it uh <laughs> Um, but so, yeah, so I was, I decided to go with him. Um, and then in March, yes, in March I had surgery and got my left tube removed because it was swollen and thus it was creating, um, issues. It would basically cause the embryo not to attach. So took that fucker out. Um, that surgery was pretty, pretty easy too. It was laparoscopic. Um, I did it with the partner, of the office where I see my OBJ, the OBGYN, it was his business partner. And he is like world renowned for his surgery. Um, he does robotic, uh, surgery and like all of this stuff. So he did my surgery. Um, it was going to take a while. And my amazing, amazing fertility doctor, uh, Dr. Duke called in kind of like a favor to him and was like, listen, we need to get this done. Da 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 da. And like, basically made it happen. So in March, I got my tube out, um, recovered through April. And then in May we started a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A mock transfer. And basically that's going through the whole process of like all the meds and things and the schedule. And then they do a biopsy of your uterine lining, uh, at the time of when they would transfer. And it tells them if you need more time or less time on this specific medicine and uh yeah they kind of plan around that okay here we go the climactic part is that a biopsy of your uterus fucking hurts like so they did the um oh, what was it the like dye situation where they like shoot dye into your uterus and like make sure your tubes are working and all that that hurt but that was very, very fast. The minute it like kind of like got up there, they got a picture. It was done. You have a, extreme cramping. It's it's a thing. Huh. But and I had the the SIS too, where they like I think flush you with saline. This was fucking painful. And Christine, the nurse, she was like, "I've been kicked a few times during this," and I was like, "I'm gonna try my hardest, hardest not to kick you, but no guarantees." I didn't kick her, but. I, you have to obviously not move and it's the most, it's so painful that like, I mean, all you want to do is squirm off that table and get them out of your fucking uterus and holy shit, it, it wasn't quick and it fucking sucked. Was it worth it? Absolutely. 
Did it, you know, help us? Sure. We're going to go with that. Um, but fuck, it hurt. So then <laughs> the next month, they know my protocol because they know what the schedule was that we figured out in the mock transfer. And they basically went on that. I will say, if you ever consider IVF, it should be known as hurry up and wait because a lot of the process is waiting for your schedule, waiting to figure out what you're going to do, waiting for this. And some doctors batch transfers. So like they do them all together on like the same day or couple days in their office. Some don't and go on their patient's uh, schedule. I felt like she went on my schedule. She never like told me she batched, but it felt like it was on my schedule. Like I might have pushed out a week or so with birth control, but I don't know. I, I don't know. She never told me if she batched them or not. Um, I get obviously they're batching. It makes it easier for them. Um, although, I don't know. I do kind of like the idea of our bodies just kind of doing it, but I also feel like the manipulation helps. Either way, we jumped on that schedule and I was freaking out. I mean, basically, once they told me I had to have surgery, I had like a freak out because I was so frustrated that I just felt like, it was taking so long, you know, I wanted to be pregnant so fucking bad that any delay was like killing me. And I had people that were like, listen, you have to trust the timing. <clears throat> and you know, I'm not super like woo woo. And I'm like, I try to get better at that because I just feel like woo woo helps a little bit. But like, I'm not super woo woo. And people were like, trust the timing, trust the timing, trust the timing. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Well, obviously, I'm glad it worked. I'm glad I trusted, you know, the time and I let it be, even though I had a minor freak out. Um, and I got my schedule and we didn't have the exact transfer date. She obviously wanted to, like, see how my body responds to meds. They want to see, like, how your, you know, your ovaries look and all of that, how your lining thickens and all of these things. And so, like, it could change. And I was like, God, I don't even know. Like, am I going to get... Like, I don't know. Am I going to get pregnant around my birthday? Like, what are we doing? It's going to fall somewhere around there. Do I don't know. We didn't know the schedule. And then uh, doing all the meds, all these things. And you basically, it's it's a lot. Like, I don't, to be honest, if you have a job, I don't, like, a, a, if you go work for somebody else or, you know, work in an office or work on a, a schedule that is not decided by you. I don't know how a lot of people do IVF to be honest, because it is a fuck ton of appointments. I was there every other day, if not two days back to back testing my blood and checking my lining. So how people with jobs like do this, I don't, I do not know. And like more power to you and like thankful to your bosses that let you do it because fuck, I don't know. Um, but basically it was like the week before my birthday and I was there, I think like two days in a row. And then I came back on like a Friday after doing the meds and the things. And she called me at like, I had my appointment at like 10 or something like that. I think she called me at like two 30 and she's like, are you home? I'm like, uh, yes. She's like, okay, you need to trigger at four 30. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you need to trigger at 4.30. And what that means is a week later, I will have a transfer. And uh, so basically you trigger 
and then you do like certain meds leaning leading up to it um but that one trigger is basically like it's what you need so basically what it does is it times it perfect to where your body would typically ovulate um and then that time of where the egg would actually come down um, and attach. Instead, they're obviously attaching the embryo for you. Uh, and so then I was like, holy shit. I'm like, wait a minute. That means we're doing this on my birthday. And she's like, yeah, we are. I'm like, holy fuck. And I understand. Naturally, a lot of people get knocked up on their birthday. You know, they're wilding out. It's, it is what it is. Not in my case, okay? So the fact that it landed on my birthday is, I don't, I just, I don't know. It is crazy to me. It's crazy. And that's, I made a video, if you saw it, which unfortunately it's on my account. That's like no longer alive. But I was like, guess who's getting knocked up on her birthday? <laughs> and it was nuts. It was nuts. Um. And in that moment, too, I was kind of like, holy shit, like, I feel like the timing worked out. Like, this was meant to happen. Who else gets to, like, I mean, obviously, again, a lot of people get naturally pregnant on their birthday. But, like, who gets to know I'm going into this office? It's my birthday. I'm turning 36. I'm also, like, getting pregnant. And, like, you know, pregnant and staying pregnant is one of the things that they say. Um, a lot of people say pregnant until proven otherwise. Um, which I did during the IUI, but I was like, no, I am pregnant and staying pregnant this time. So people call it PASP or PUPO. Um, and I was like, I am pregnant and staying pregnant. I even wrote it on my, uh, big whiteboard down that I have down here in the office slash dining room. And I was like, I am pregnant and staying pregnant period. Um, and yeah, we went in that morning, super fucking early. Mom came in the day before. Um, we went in super early and I actually found, because the girl, my normal acupuncture girl was out of town. So I found another girl who is actually, she's been to my office a few times. She works with a lot of IVF patients there. Um, and she basically came, met us there, and she did one specific acupuncture, like, beforehand. Um, which kind of helped me relax. It helped, like, sort of, I don't know, figure things out. I don't even know. Push blood to the area. Whatever. Um, and then we went in, mind you, oh, so a few days beforehand, I did have to go get a stitch in my uterus because my uterus is a little bit tilted. Um, and so I had to go get a stitch so she could like pull it over. That's just so fucking weird. Pull it over to like have the access she needs, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and then you have to go in with a full bladder. You cannot pee, which is really sucks. Um, cause you have to hold it the whole time. So I'm laying there doing acupuncture, like holding it, can't pee. Um, and then she finally like takes me into the, you walk into the, the room where it's going to happen and it's a more like surgical looking room. Um, and I on the table and it was super cute. Dr. Duke was like, this is the embryologist. Like she's your baby's first babysitter. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. Which like that made me cry. Um, mom of course was like in and out of being a wreck the whole time. Um, <laughs> and I'm laying there and then they're like, oh, she needs five more minutes. I'm like, five more minutes. I have to pee. <laughs> and somehow, I don't know, I held it. And then she, you know, is down there, whatever. They thawed him and they showed me, uh, well, after they did it, they showed me the straw that he was in. It's not a straw, but like, it looks like a straw. 
And it's so fucking tiny that you're just like, what? Like, how? How? How does, how do pregnancy even happen? Like, that shit is fucking tiny, 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 tiny. I was like, okay, that's nuts. I even have it. It's in his, his book. Um, and like you lay there and she goes, oh, she goes, well, I guess you didn't need that stitch. Your bladder moved it into place. I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. I'm glad I, you know, had to get fucking numbed in my uterus and a stitch in it for no fucking reason, but cool. Um, <laughs> and then you lay there and then, you know, my mom's holding my hand and she's already crying. And then we're, you look, get to look at the screen and see your uterus or somebody holding a, you know, an x-ray thing on there x-ray no ultrasound thing and you get to watch and she's like you got to watch it's quick it's like a little flash and i have a video um and it's like literally you just see this little flash across the screen and that's her like implanting it into my uterus against like a specific wall <laughs> and yeah and it's like that process in general, like the thing itself is anticlimactic, but like in watching that, you're like, holy shit. Like it's, it's just crazy to watch. It's, it's nuts. It is. And you're like, well, I'm pregnant and she makes you lay there. So like I laid there for a little bit. Um, and then she allowed me to pee finally, which was fantastic. And then the acupuncturist did another, a different set of acupuncture that like, I don't know if it warmed up my uterus or did whatever it did to help it stick. Um, and I laid there until she was done and then we left and the nurses were so excited and it was so cute. Um, and we went and got McDonald's because <laughs> they say like the salt and whatever helps and it's old wives tale, but did that came home, uh, chilled on the couch for like two days. Um, we watched, comedy movies and like rom-coms and things and whatever and just kind of chilled and then uh yeah then mom went home the next was it the next day I think and I I told everybody I wasn't gonna test um I told my doctor I was probably gonna test because <laughs> I wanted it to like if I did maybe it for like to be a secret for a little while for myself of like holy shit you know it worked um, but I told my doctor that like, I was like, more than likely I'm going to test because I want to know one way or the other. I don't want to have like the shock of my lifetime in an office one way or the other and then be a mess, you know? And I just, I want to know, I want to know. So I did, I waited. It literally was after I recorded that podcast and I was like, you know what? I'm going to test. It was like four four in the afternoon or something and I got the faintest of faintest lines and I was like no I don't think so and I said to Anna and I was like I don't mm. she's like if it's there at all you're pregnant I'm like what the fuck <laughs> and I was like I don't think I don't know I took like 30 tests at least I think but I took that one I took one later I took one the next morning and then the afternoon and I took a ton and then it was like the next day, I think, that I used the uh, first response app and it actually read the line and it said that I was pregnant. And I was like, no fucking way. What? Like, I was a mess the whole time, of course. I cried a ton and I like didn't tell anybody really except for Anna yet. And then um, a fellow IVF mama, Rita, I was like, is this legit? And like she... uh 
was pregnant like bef- a little bit before me um and yeah we were i was just like they what is i don't know um and it was so funny i had lunch with alexis she did ivf2 and she transferred a week before i did and we met up she transferred Friday. We met up like Wednesday, I think, for lunch. And then I had my appointment, obviously, to transfer on Friday. And she was like, next time I see you, like, well, maybe we'll both be pregnant. I said, no. I said, next time you see me, we'll, we both will be pregnant. And, like, she was already pregnant then because it had been four days. So she likely was already pregnant. Um, and then the crazy thing is we had both. Bo and Jackson like a week apart so fucking crazy um but yeah so I like I took a ton of tests and digital ones weren't finding it for a while which was really irritating um and then it finally did and I had gone to the casino and I was like I took another one I was like okay like this is legit I think I'm gonna tell my parents and I came home and I had like FaceTimed them and I was like oh I won money blah blah blah, blah. and I was like well it's a good thing I won money and I was like, why? And I lifted up the pregnancy test. She's like, what is that? I don't, is there another line? I don't see it. <laughs> and I was like, yep, yeah, it's there. My dad's like, are you sure? And uh, I was like, it is faint, but it's there. And then like we called uh, my best friends and told them. And it's funny, Maria, <laughs> bless her heart. She's like, oh, I thought it just meant it worked anyways. Like you did it and you were pregnant. Like she wasn't surprised by the pregnancy test because she just thought it was like, guaranteed and I was like oh if only right but yeah it was crazy so took a million tests and finally like told them and then I got my beta uh my first test and I found out I was at lunch with Katie um and Bradford and true their daughter's so cute um and they called for my beta and told me and it was a good number and then she said obviously like we need to make sure it doubles whatever but um she's like but you're pregnant I like I cried in the middle of fucking cafe Lola and then I decided to like tell people and even like so then with the pregnancy of course you're like holy fuck I'm pregnant and I expected to like start puking my brains out I expected like all of these things and first trimester honestly I was just fucking exhausted like god I was so tired um which is not, like, the greatest. I took a lot of naps. Like, a lot. So, I had to figure out how to, like, work around that and, like, try to, like, get stuff done. But also, like, I just wanted to nap. And then second trimester kicked in. And almost immediately, it felt like my pelvic area was, like, falling apart. Like, I had the worst pain. I couldn't sit for longer than, like, five minutes. And even that was a stretch. And if I did... We, my parents came, uh, I was a little more pregnant at this time, but it, so basically the pain started like at the start of the second trimester and didn't end until like two to three weeks after he was born. It was fucking rough. I tried PT. It did jack shit. So whatever. Um, but, uh, <laughs> we were at the casino one night. I think I was a little further along at this point, but we were sitting there and like gambling and I like, I don't really move when I gamble. Like. I can sit there for a while. Like, I don't have to pee as often. It's very weird what fucking casinos do to you. But sitting there, when we went to get up to leave, I was like, holy fuck, I can't walk. I'm like, "Mm mm-mm, I can't walk. This is gonna, 
This is going to take a hot minute. I literally couldn't walk. I kind of shuffled very slowly and it was like bringing me to tears. Um, and that's just how it was. If I would sit for too long, I literally couldn't walk and it was so fucking painful. So I figured out how to, cause you're not supposed to like lay flat on your back. So I basically figured out how to like prop my back up on like this one part of my couch, but also prop my legs up so I could have my laptop on there and like still get shit done. Cause obviously like I can't stop working. And it was, it was a thing. Uh, the amount of ice packs I put on my vagina, um, <laughs> not something I ever thought I would be doing. Oh, and let me tell you those, uh, disposable perennial ice packs fucking blow. They're dumb. They're so stupid. I use just a legit fucking ice pack that I got from, I don't even know. I don't even know where it came from, but I a legit ice pack wrapped in a towel stuck between my legs. Like that's just, it's all that would work. And it would like freeze the shit out of my badge. But like, listen, it felt so much better. It really did. And I get it. Like it's, you know, it's technically your pelvic bone, not your vagina, but like, so it just, it worked. I don't know. It, fucking worked. So that was fun. Um, and to be honest, that was like the worst part of my pregnancy. And I am very lucky to say that. I know that a lot of people have very hard, hard pregnancies. And I also feel like too, like so many things, TV, media, whatever the fuck it is, puts out there that pregnancy is supposed to be this like rainbows and butterflies shit. First of all, just because you got pregnant and it's like a miracle, doesn't mean you can't hate the pregnancy. Doesn't mean you can't bitch about the pregnancy, you know? And especially with, and I saw my friend posted this yesterday and I told her, I was like, we need to talk about this on the thing. But just because you struggled with infertility doesn't mean you are like exempt from not being able to complain about your pregnancy or not love it or not struggle with motherhood. Just because you struggled to get pregnant and like everyone's like, oh, you should be so grateful you got pregnant. Fuck that. I'm sorry. No, you are allowed to to talk about the fact that pregnancy is fucking hard, especially if yours was rough. You're allowed to talk about the fact that birth is fucking difficult. You're allowed to complain about motherhood because this shit is fucking rough. Like the there's this just this idea that like you're not allowed to complain because it's something you wanted so bad. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I will tell you, this shit is not for the birds. Like, fucking hell. It is exhausting. It is rough. Like, my, let me tell you, trust me, I complained about that pain because it was awful. And you know what? You're allowed. Pregnancy and birth and motherhood is not rainbows and butterflies and fucking glitter all the time. All right? So more people need to be real about it. And I'm so tired of this, like, fictitious bullshit on the internet that, like, motherhood is fucking, like pure magic. Is it like a miracle? Absolutely. Because again, I don't know how fucking, I don't even know. That shit's so tiny. I don't know how that shit works, but it's fucking rough and you're allowed to complain like fucking hell. But anyways, I digress. So vagina pain hurt really bad. <laughs> and then, uh, basically that was it. It was just like pelvic pain and a ton of pregnancies, uh, or a ton of pregnancies, a ton of appointments. Um, you go like often towards the end, you start going more and then there's monitoring and appointments with Wanda, which are so much fun. So they could see your cervix opening, all of these things. Um, I had one scare and I think it was actually my fault. Uh, I went and got a prenatal massage and it was one of the ones where they like, have you lay your belly in the whole thing? 
and just in general like with massages afterwards like you're supposed to like overhydrate and i just didn't um totally my fault i came home later that night i was like freaking out was it that night or that next night whatever it was i did all the things i tried juice i drank liquid iv i chugged water ice water I laid on my side. I was doing all of the things to try to make him move. And I was like, he's not moving. And I was panicking. And uh, Rita was like, listen, there's never a bad time to go to the hospital if you're worried. Like, fucking go. And I'm like, okay. So I did. I didn't tell anybody because I didn't want my parents to freak out. But I went. I drove all the way to my hospital, uh, which is not, like, close. It's, like, at least 30 minutes away. And I drove over there. He put me into triage, like hooked me up and he didn't start doing like somersaults or anything, but like he was definitely moving a little bit more. Um, and they were monitoring him and they're like, he looks perfect. And basically he was like sideways. So yeah, he was sideways and that's kind of why he like wasn't moving as much. Um, but definitely my hydration could have done that. So it was like down though for the next week was like, okay, we have to wait for him to move back down. And I told my mom the next morning, I'm like, by the way, I went to the hospital. Don't worry. I'm fine. <laughs> Um, and then my doctor started talking about, uh, inducing just cause a, like my age and IVF and all the things like put me in high risk, which is annoying. Um, and I was like, you know what? I, at first I was like, I don't know. And then I was like, you know, what? actually I like that idea. It's less likely that I'm going to have some like traumatic, holy fuck, my water broke. Now I gotta figure out how to get to the hospital situation. My parents are in California. So like, at least at this point with a, a date, we could schedule it. My mom can buy her plane ticket. Like they can get here and we like, we know everything, you know? And so, yeah, we figured that out. Um, all the monitorings went great. There was one where they were kind of watching his heart rate cause it was up a little bit. Um, uh, then he chilled out. Um, and yeah, it was pretty, it wasn't until like pretty late on too. I was like, I took, I took a video. I remember I was like, I'm officially walking like I'm pregnant. I was like waddling and it was like super late into the pregnancy. And I still don't feel like I got very big. Like it's weird. I, I didn't weigh myself at all during the first trimester just cause like my fertility doctor didn't like, they don't weigh you. They don't really give a shit. And I, so I didn't really pay attention. Um, by the second trimester when my doctor did, I was up a little bit from like all the weight I had lost prior to getting pregnant. But then that stayed the same. I didn't gain weight during it. Um, and I feel like, I mean, I just had like room in my stomach from, you know, previous weight loss that like, I just feel like I never got that. Like I never got huge. Like, and I'm like literally the last day, like, I don't know. I, I definitely, my belly was just not as big as like some people's. And I was like, I don't know how he fits in there. Um, but it was nice to have a, a date and to know what we were doing. So we scheduled it, obviously like my parents drove out and then, uh, that Sunday, my mom and I went to the hospital to check in <laughs> my dad was so funny he's like well tell me like when do i need to come what do i need to do i'm like literally chill you have at least 24 hours till this kid's here like unless something happens like you literally have at least 24 hours and i told my doctor i was like listen i am not pushing for a fuck ton of time like that's not what i'm doing that is not me around the 24 hour mark we are going to be having a c-section conversation because i'm not doing this i am not going to be that person that pushes for hours i'm not going to be the person that lays in this bed for two fucking days no not happening like not happening and he told me he's like well just bring it up you can bring it up at around 24 hours if you want he's like but don't say i need a c-section unless you want it because then i have to give it to you i'm like okay cool we'll we'll discuss so and he was like pretty great too he was like i will try to get you food as long as we can you know i'll let you eat blah 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 i'm like thanks because i don't want to lay in this bed for two days without food so 
um, dad was like, well, what do I do? I need, do I need to go to the hospital? I'm like, no, just chill. He like went to the casino. I'm like, just chill. We will call you. I promise. Other than that, like you literally just need to hang out. So he hung out Sunday. Like, I think he went to the casino, had dinner, hung out at my house, watched TV, whatever. <clears throat> Kept him updated, of course. So we went in Sunday at two o'clock. Um, they had to monitor him for 30 minutes before they do anything. Uh, and then they finally started my first dose of Cytotec, which is put inside of you and it like softens things and whatever. I was still at one when I got there. Um, and then they do that every what is it, six hours or so. And I basically, so I had three doses. Um, they let me have dinner, which was great. So mom and I ordered dinner, hospital gourmet. Um, the room was great. I had the biggest room on the floor, which was super nice. I don't know how that happened, but it was great. Um, and we had this nurse, the nurse shift change happened. And this lady came in like a fucking bull in a china shop she was like you need to do this do this you need to put your mask on when we're in here and i was like fuck like i don't think i like her she left and then by the end of the night i was like oh i like her like she knows her shit she's been doing it since like the year before i was born and like she definitely comes off strong at first but like she knows her shit i was like i like her all right cool so we got cozy mom figured her little bed out watch tv whatever i could not sleep They gave me, um, Unisaw, Ambien, Ambien, I think they gave me Ambien, and then something else. I don't know. Either way, didn't, like, work. I was awake for hours, and then all of a sudden, I knocked out, and then I heard them come in, and I was like, shh, like, she just fell asleep, and then after a little while, they woke me up, and they're like, cool, but doctor said you could have breakfast, so you're gonna need to get up, because you gotta order it the minute they open, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, cool. So I ordered breakfast. I'm stoked to eat breakfast. It gets there. They start, uh, they gave me, um, what's that shit that's like (laughs) killing people? Uh, fuck. It's a, it's a pain. Oh my God. What is it called? My mom's like, oh, it's the shit that killed Michael Jackson. (laughs) What is it called? Oh my God. I can't, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. They gave me that. I immediately got sick. Immediately. So all I could stomach from my breakfast was a fucking English McMuffin and a cup of coffee. And I was so goddamn bummed because I ordered a full-blown breakfast and that's all that I got to eat. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> so that sucked. Um, and then basically just laid there and uh, they started, they did another dose of side attack in the morning. And then finally they started Pitocin. And, um, the contractions started coming. The weird thing was, is I, I was watching the monitor and I'm like, so they are stopping, but to me, they felt like they never stopped. Like it felt constant and like, I would be fine with it being constant if it was doing something. But like by that time I was still only like two, three something, a, a stupid low number. And I was like, I'd be fine with the pain if it was fucking doing something. So at one point I like got up, I sat on a medicine ball. I like, I was doing all of the things to try to like fucking make it progress, but also like take my mind off the pain. And it just, it wasn't. I was like, I am over this. Like, (laughs) this is how I know. I was like, at some point we're going to have that conversation because again, the pain just didn't stop like at all. And so... I was like, can we ask him, like, at what point I can get this fucking epidural? Because, like, this is just so annoying. 
And so then finally they okayed epidural. They came in and I'll, and listen, epidurals, the procedure itself did not hurt. I barely felt it. It was whatever. Although you could like weirdly hear like feel slash hear noises that like, I just, it's, it's weird. And he's like, well, you'll hear like, it kind of like pops. Like there's a, a something like when it gets into place. Yeah. It was fucking weird. I didn't like that noise, but the worst part about it is they expect you to bend over. I'm so I'm bent over. My legs are hanging off the bed. I'm bent over and I'm leaning on the doctor or on the nurse and I'm like holding on to her. And he's like, you need to bend over further. I'm like, there's a fucking human in my stomach. Where do you want me to bend? Like, I don't have the bend. There is a human right here. Like, I don't know what you want. And I bent like a tiny bit more. He got it. But like, I'm like, I don't know what you guys expect. Okay. So then I got that. And then like almost immediately, I was like, ooh, my butt feels heavy. (laughs) And she came in and she was like, can you lift your butt? I need to put, she's switching on the pads. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I lifted my butt and she's like, you shouldn't be able to do that that well. And I was like, well, I'm like, but I'm like, I don't really think I feel anything. And then she, I was like laying there waiting while they did whatever. And she was supposed to come in and do the catheter. And I was like, oh. I either just peed myself or my water broke. I don't know. Because it wasn't like a lot, but I could feel it. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> and then my mom, my mom might be laughing. Then it came, more came out. I was like, ah, fuck. And so she came in to do my catheter and she was like, well, we'll look. And she's like, no, it's not broken. She did my catheter immediately broken. <laughs> and so basically it was like trickling. It was not pee. It was, it was kind of trickling out. The minute she put the catheter in, here it came. And I was like, well, that's fucking weird. Fun. Okay, cool. So they put that in. And I took, oh, I took a glorious nap. It was so good. And then I woke up and she checked me, which starts to get very painful. The cervical checks fucking suck. Let me tell you. Um, And then she was like, okay, well, we're going to do the peanut ball. If you are trying to progress your pregnancy, listen to me lay with a peanut ball. It literally is a medicine ball shaped like a peanut. You lay on it kind of weirdly like twisted, but I don't know. I fucking fell asleep. Um, And I laid there and I went from five to complete in two hours. And it was great. So highly recommend. Um, And so she came and checked me once and it was like, she was like, okay, like we're getting there. And then I called her back in. I was like, listen, you need to check because I feel like if I sneeze, he's coming. Like that's how much pressure I feel down there. If I sneeze, he is flying out of me. So we need to do something. So she rolled me over and she was like, holy shit, you're complete. I was like, see, I told you. Like, if I sneeze, he's coming. And so the two nurses came in. I did like two practice pushes. And she's like, okay, you need to stop. I'm like, okay. Because the doctor wasn't there. So I called Aaron, my friend slash photographer. And I was like, you need to, you need to get one mom caller. She's like, you need to get here. So Aaron's fucking speeding down the freeway. Here, my doctor's probably speeding the other way down the freeway. And she shows up probably like a good 10 minutes, I think, before. Um, and so she starts snapping pictures and whatnot. And I'm like, my legs are still in stirrups. I'm like, well, can we cover me? So like blanket over me. I'm f- and then I start getting the shakes because um, I had I pushed some more epidural because I was like, well, if this is happening, I don't want to feel it. Um, and so then finally the doctor came in um, and he was like, see, he's like, I told you I wouldn't let you go very long. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm like, because we would have had a different conversation uh and so yeah so 
it's a weird how many people are standing around you looking in your vagina while you have a baby. It is very weird. There's at least 12, like at least 12. Um, my doctor, somebody else, a doctor, she was whatever. They had the same last name, but weren't related. It was weird. Um, and then like four nurses, the baby has his nurses. Like there's just so many people standing there. Like luckily the baby's nurses are like, they're not the ones staring at you. They're kind of on the side, like waiting for him. Uh, but there are at least like four to five people like looking straight up your fucking vaginal canal. So that's cool. Um, but so yeah, so we get in there and he's like, cool, we're going to do this. And he also like, you know, he does what he can to like, so you don't like tear whatever. And he's like, all right. So I did like, I would say a push and a half at most with him there. Um, and like at one point he's like, okay, stop. And like my mom was able to like reach down and feel his head, which like, it's kind of weird, but whatever. Uh, and feel his head. And then, um, you know, Aaron's stabbing pictures and things. And then he's like, all right, this one's it. And then he goes, give me your arms. And I was like, how do you want me to do that? Like, hello, here I am with a big ass belly and my feet are in stirrups. Like, what do you want? And the nurses like shove me forward. And I, so I, my arms are out and he like basically guides me down there and I pulled Jackson out of me. Damn it. <laughs> it was one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. Um, it was not at all in my birth plan. Let me tell you. The only other person I'd ever heard do it was a stupid Kardashian. And I, you know, don't like them. And I was just like, I, like, I never would have thought of that. And at a follow-up appointment, he said, um, he said years ago, like 30 years ago, he had a, uh, patient that asked to do it and he was like what <laughs> and so he like let her and he said and ever since then I have every patient do it and I told him I was like it was like a gift I didn't know I wanted and it was so cool like it's so weird obviously like I don't know to be the one like I'm shoving him out but I'm also at the same time like I'm getting to pull him out and like bring him to me like it was just so Ugh. it was so crazy like again it was not on my birth plan and not something I even like knew I wanted to do but I am so fucking glad I did like it was just it was nuts I have an Aaron oh, Aaron took photos he's begging on things right now um Aaron took photos so I have like a perfect little gif like stop motion of me pulling him out and putting him on my own chest and like it was just it was great it was it was great um so, yeah, see what I mean? Like, the pregnancy itself, or the, the birth itself was super, like, uh, to me, mine felt very easy. And I know that a lot of people's are not. And, like, I have friends that I have talked to and things, I mean, very traumatic events. And, like, and I've been there for some. And, like, it's just, it's a thing. And I'm, like, I'm very grateful that, like, mine was the way that it was. Um, and I, you know, I tore a little bit, but not a lot. Um, so, my recovery was, like, manageable. Cause I did, I also then, you know, I did think about like, if I do have a C-section, like doing this alone, like, is my mom able to stay longer? Cause I'm not gonna be able to like bend down and like pick him up and like all of these things. And like, so I'm just very grateful it worked out the way that it did. Um, and we, yeah, had him, my mom called my dad and told him it was go time. He literally got there like right as I was like shoving the baby out. So like he stayed, he like waited at security. Um, and I was like. I'm going to go talk to your daddy. He's like, but I'm not, she's like, I'm not bringing him in yet. There's still blood on the floor. 
<laughs> I'm like, great. Yeah, let's not bring him in for that. Um, so, like, he came in, and I loved having Aaron there. Like, I got pictures. I have great pictures of my mom's face when he's coming out. Um, and, like, pictures, almost, like, right away with him, her holding him, and um, pictures of when my dad came in. And I got to, like, finally tell them his name. And um, see my dad choke up a little bit when I told him. And it was great. Um, one, and then Aaron of Savior was like, I'll go get it. She went and grabbed. All I wanted was a giant turkey sandwich from fucking Jersey Mike's with mayo and lettuce and onions. That's it. I just wanted a big ass turkey sandwich because you're allowed to have lunch meat, but it has to be heated up. And I don't know about you, but heated up lunch meat is not my jam. That just feels weird. Um, it feels like you're heating plastic. I don't, I don't know. I don't like it. I do not like it. So that was not my thing. So all I wanted, cause I had had like my sushi, like the stuff you're allowed to eat. I had had stuff like that, whatever. I'm like, I just want a giant turkey sandwich. So she went and got that and I devoured that, which was glorious. Um, and then, yeah, it was like, we stayed there. We stayed an extra day that he was jaundiced and the nurse was kind of an idiot. Um, unfortunately, like they were saying, oh, well, he's in the 90th percentile. He's in this and blah, blah, blah. But never giving me the numbers. And had they given me his exact like number on the chart, I would have gone home. Um, because I, you know, in Googling saw that like anything over 20 is like when you need to be super concerned. And the way they were acting was like they were concerned. But then if they were so concerned, like, why were we not putting him on a billy blanket or any of those things? So it was really weird. Come to find out his highest number was 13. Um, so we definitely could have gone home um, and just gone in and retested and done some, like, sunlight, you know, exposure and whatever. Eventually, it went down after having to poke him a few times for tests, which sucked. But it worked out. Um, and now, obviously, now he's almost a one-year-old, which is crazy. Um... And yeah, it's, it's nuts. Um, so that's sort of my pregnancy birth story. Um, and like I said, remember if you are pregnant and you are feeling guilty for not loving your pregnancy, stop it right fucking now. If you just had a baby and you're feeling guilty about complaining about your birth, shut the fuck up. You're allowed to complain. If you are a mom and, or a parent and you are complaining about raising a kid you're allowed to complain. The shit is tough. The shit is not for the birds all the way through. It is, even if it's not traumatic, it's fucking stressful and exhausting and magical and amazing and hard and all of the things wrapped in one. And you're allowed to fucking complain. Like you're allowed to complain. So remember that. Okay. <laughs> Listen to me. Um, <laughs> That is it for today. I'm going to wrap this one up. He needs to get his diaper changed, so I'm going to do that. Um, and like I said, if you have any questions or want to leave a message or have feelings about the stupid Instagram thing, I'm going to link the voice memo thingy in the show notes. Um, I will also I also linked it on Instagram. Um, leave me some voice notes, some questions, some all of the things. And yeah, we will chat next time. Bye, babes. Thank you so much for listening today. If you loved this episode, I would love it if you would leave a review on iTunes so more babes can find me. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a new episode. If you want to stay up to date on this crazy life of mine, you can follow along on Instagram at Katie Siller. 
slide into my DMs with any questions you may have for future episodes. And until next time, later babes. Bye.